a devious warlock, mischievous guardians, and a certain friendly ghost befriends a little witch. It's Casper meets Wendy this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. Suck. Welcome back in to Sucktastic Cinema. These... <laughs> we'll get. Hey, hold your horses there. We'll get. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, uh, that wasn't me booing. It was me being. A, uh, and like and a, ref- in reference to today's movie. Yes. yes. Welcome back into Sucktastic <laughs> Cinema, everyone. Where these movies try too hard or know what they are. Endearment is the name of the game. I am Steven. and I am still alive. Yes. Matt was making the sound of a ghost because today's episode is. The, the movie Casper Meets Wendy. We're digging a little a little deeper into our, our Halloween season. Yes, getting a little closer there. Different than Casper Eats Wendy's. Yes. Which is a, a different which is a different movie. That was the Happy Meal promotion mm-hmm. for this movie. <laughs> exactly. For Wendy's. Yep. You can't find it on the internet. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. Because this was a Fox family made for TV straight to video. This is true movie yes um doesn't mean it can't who cares anyway welcome back in ladies and gentlemen again getting closer to the halloween season Mm. Um, give me a little taste give you a little taste we're not doing we're not starting our halloween Mm -hmm. stuff like straight through right now but we decided to do this to give you a little taste yes season is upon us Yes. much like a couple weeks ago on our re-release of double double yes toil and trouble just to give you a little taste of a season we love very much uh hopefully last week you were able to endure Baby geniuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It truly. It truly <laughs> is everything everybody says it is. Exorcisms mm-hmm. abound. Exactly. Karate. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate things. This movie has everything. Speaking of exorcisms, there is a little dose of possession in this movie. Yes, there is. But we'll get to that. But before that, Matt, why don't you let everyone know where they can uh, give give us praise? You can find us on Instagram. We're at Sucktastic Pod, and then find us on Twitter at Sucktastic Sin. CIN for cinema. And if you don't know already, or if this is your first time, welcome. Our listeners are our sinners. So if this is your first time, welcome, sinner. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back, sinner. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just said I was making sure the microphone was correct. Ah, oh, god damn it. Remind me later. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep that? <laughs> yep. Uh, I was... Yes. But sorry about that little interlude, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was testing this microphone on this channel because last week, as a lot of you who listen might have noticed, there was a buzzing on my yeah, end. Some uh, parts. So there, uh, it, there's a likelihood that it might have been the microphone and the cable on the channel. One of those three, all of those three. Mm, either way, I swear to God, if we had lost that one, yeah. Either way, uh, I put a new cable with with a different mic mm-hmm. and a new channel. So that yeah. was just uh, me testing it. Yeah. So sorry for the get threats out self, first. Get a little self conscious, are we? Yes. Well, yeah, that's par for the course for me. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> it's movie time.
And now for our feature presentation. Casper Meets Wendy, released September 22nd, 1998. It's straight to video. Um, it's starring Hilary Duff, which is this her, it's her second appearance. This is true. There's a lot of uh, yeah. quote-unquote milestones in yeah. this episode for actors. Exactly. So Hilary Duff making her second appearance as Wendy. Or her, it's her second appearance on the show, and she plays Wendy. Yes. So it's not her second appearance yeah. as Wendy. Kathy Moriarty is Gert, Dirt McGirt. <laughs> Dirt uh, McGirt. Uh, her also, second appearance in this film series, but as a different character. Yeah, exactly. She was in the first um, the first Casper. Mm-hmm. So she plays Aunt Gert. So I guess Gertie. Uh, Shelley Duvall making her second appearance. Mm-hmm. She was in Suburban Commando. Uh, she plays Aunt Gabby. Terry Garr is Aunt Fanny. George Hamilton as Desmond Spellman. Mm-hmm. Vincent Schiavelli as Vincent. Blake Foster making his second appearance yes. on the show. He plays a uh, character Josh Jackson, but not Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Nope, not Charlie Conway. Yes. Teen Heartthrob is not in this movie. Yes, no Pacey in this movie. Although Blake Foster in this movie tries to paint himself as some sort of hunky bad boy. Yeah. And he is not. He is not. Uh, Michael McDonald as Spike slash Stretch. <laughs> The singer for the Doobie Brothers? No, the guy from Mad TV. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Stuart. <laughs> yes. Um, Travis McKenna, who is making his second appearance. Ah, yes. He plays Phil slash Fatso. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Richwood, who played Mr. Robitessin in The Princess Diaries. Uh, plays Vinny slash Stinky. Uh, Roger Halston is Larry Tolby. Mm-hmm. With appearances Larry by... Talbot. Yes, the, the Wolfman. Wolf <laughs> uh, appearances by Alan Thicke. Uh, uh, barely an appearance yeah. by Alan Thicke. Randomly an appearance about by that. Alan Thicke. Uh, Casper Van Dien. So a random appearance yeah. by Casper Van Dien. Because uh, Casper. Exactly. Paulie Shore making his, his second, second appearance. appearance. Uh, Jim Ward, Bill Farmer, and Jess Harnell as the voices of Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this movie is no box office because it's straight to video. Yes. And... You may have noticed we didn't say a director, and we are missing an actor here, oh, at least yeah, in yeah. the top there, um, because we have saved two people for last, and you may ask why. Month after month, movie after movie, we wondered who would join Hulk Hogan in the Sucktastic Cinema Hall of Fame, and we've had many people make two appearances, some of them mm-hmm. in this movie, Yep. but never that coveted third until today. Mm, yeah, baby. And we if, got two, baby. And if one inductee wasn't enough... Like Matt said, we have two. The double duels. So first, the director of this film. He has previously done High Noon at Mega Mountain, and he is the one to blame for giving direction to the Bratz movie. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sean Sean McNamara to the show. Hey, guys. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, Get uh, lost. I have a knack for this kind of stuff, for making these kind of movies. Um, Thank you for having me. All right, bye. That's enough. Sit down. So the first and possibly only director, yes, to who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and last but never ever least, he had a cameo in the Flintstones movie, and he was the villainous heavy in the film that put the Hulkster in the Hall, Secret Agents Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Bull from Night Court himself, Richard, Richard Mull, joins we, the Sucktastic Cinema Hall. We of owe fame. it to him because we make several Night Court references, mm-hmm. and we have done that before. And welcome, Richard Mole. Yes, I love you. I I love you. You he you are such a goof, mm-hmm. a lovable goof. Mm. And Is he dead? No. Okay, good. I don't think so. We hope you never die. Yes. 
Thank you. And he Cheers. is now enshrined yeah. in the hallowed halls mm-hmm. of the Sucktastic Cinema Hall of Fame. So With welcome. Hulk Hogan. Yes. So welcome, Sean McNamara, and welcome, Richard Mull. Welcome. Who will be the next Hall of Famer? Tune in to find out. Uh, we will find out eventually. Yes. Now on to what was on the VHS. So first, an advertisement for Mr. Bill Presents on Fox Family, which oh, previously yeah. made an appearance in uh, Picture Perfect, our Picture Perfect oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Didn't we do what was on the VHS when we did that VHS episode? Or Casper Meets Wendy? Yeah. No. Uh, no. I think maybe that was one of the ones that I was going to do for that episode. Yeah, because we, well, we did good movies, like yeah, movies yeah. we actually yes. liked. We'd never seen Casper Meets Wendy. Yes. Um. Yeah. Spoiler alert: We'd never seen this movie until until we oh, decided well. to do it. Um. So an advertisement for Mr. Bill presents on Fox Family, uh, coming to VHS. Doctor Doolittle, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Yes. Um. And finally, the Laughing Children open for Saban yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um. And yeah, one of the producers of this movie is Heim Saban. Heim Saban. He wrote some of the music for this movie too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, was it the, was it anything good? No. Okay. The well, only like good song was written by Ron Wasserman, mm. who also wrote the p- music for the Power Rangers. Yes. So. Didn't he also do the X-Men? Yes. Yeah. The X-Men, X-Men theme, theme for the cartoon. Yes. So let's get into it. We open with an upbeat credit sequence peppered with ghost noises. Yeah. Fade into dramatic shots of a baseball game and 80s sitcom dad, Alan Thicke, looking concerned. Yeah, this was all weird. Like yeah. the, the, the tonal mm-hmm. shift. Yeah. And plus, these opening credits are like prime kids movie straight mm-hmm. to video credits. Yeah. Like the silliness, the music, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird shift. Yeah. Uh, the pitcher fires a pitch towards home plate and the batter corks one over the fence for a grand slam. The crowd goes nuts and shit talks into thin air. Yeah, this, it was like silent, and there was stuff going on, but as you as an audience member, you're like, am I supposed to know who and what this is? Because there's Alan Thicke, so he's going to be in this movie as like a character I should know, right? And then once he hits the ball, he almost, he like Alan Thicke doesn't, he's the announcer, he doesn't respond for a little bit, and I'm like, nothing? And he's yeah. like, it's a grand slam! And everyone was just saying, take that! Into thin air, like, the, yeah. to whomever. Yeah, I, there is no, we don't know the significance of the game, but that's not going to matter. You yeah, know why? It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just then, a UFO swoops down and hovers over the field. It starts making a sequence of noises, a la Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Much to the confusion of the baseball spectators, a CGI alien exits the spacecraft and approaches a player and asks directions to the chili cook-off. The yeah. end. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> the end of the movie. Yeah. Where is the intergalactic uh, chili cook-off? Yes, the Roswell chili cook-off. Nah, the alien makes a crack about needing more gas as it turns in a fatso with a ghost, mm-hmm. which only means the rest of the ghostly trio aren't far behind. The ship devolves into Stinky and Stretch. The crowd starts freaking out, and the ghosts start wreaking havoc. In the midst of the pandemonium, our friendly hero Casper tries to quell the frightened spectators. Reek, because he smells... Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but like always to the uneducated. But because of fart. But like always to the uneducated, a ghost is a ghost, and there is no discernment. They run away in fear, and the ghostly trio comment on a job well done. Yeah. So did they, they, how did they, so was that UFO wasn't real? Nope. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so I was like, are they aliens? Or are they ghosts? No, nah, it was it was a uh, it was a um, a construct. Yeah, what a running theme throughout this movie. It's, for me, it's always jarring when a uh, a movie that had a theatrical release and like pretty good visual effects mm-hmm. has straight to video sequels with like terrible visual effects. Mm-hmm. So that that's all. It's another jarring thing to yeah. me. Cash grabs. Yep. Uh, cash Casper, the friendly ghost. All right. Casper uh, <laughs> uh, laments to his uncles about them scaring people, scares away potential friends, but they shrug him off. Positive, most of those fleshies were assholes anyway. They call humans fleshies. Yeah. It's like a mug blood. Yeah. Crary Potter yeah. movies. They then say how they need it to take a vacation from my problems. <laughs> on a vacation from what? I'm on vacation. <laughs> Cut to a mansion and a mustachioid character chilling. He calls on a magic mirror to tell him who the best witch in town is. Polly Shore appears in a funny hat, starts hamming it up and speaking in rhyme. Yeah. He tells Desmond Spellman, spell tells Desmond Spellman. Whoopsie, Spellman, because he casts spells because he's a warlock. Yes. I accidentally called him Desmond Spellman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he tells Desmond Spellman that he may be the best, but it won't be for long. Desmond's all like, WTF, who dares to challenge the Spellman? Yeah. Polly Shore tells him it doth be a little girl named Wendy, and the mirror faxes Desmond Hillary Duff's audition photo. Desmond is bugging out at being knocked off his perch by a little girl, but Polly Shore says all he has to do is get rid of her. All he has to do is capture her from her aunt's house and throw her into the mystic abyss, which will surely annihilate the child, and Desmond can continue to reign as King Witch Bitch. He can, it Also, male witches are called warlocks, yeah. but they keep saying witch for him. For him? Yeah, the key, oh. and he's referencing himself as a witch. The magic mirror does warn that there could be a problem if Wendy befriends a ghost, a certain friendly ghost. Hmm? Polly Shore disappears, and Desmond races into the kitchen. He starts concocting a brew, then he steps outside. In a surreal, in a surreal Dutch tilt shot, coupled with pedestrian CGI storm noises, Desmond calls on a lightning bolt, and strikes, and it strikes his brew. He goes back inside and pours his liquid onto the floor. Just then, the liquid materializes from goop and the two humans oh. made up to look like Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because that's, that's well, who they're parodying. That's who they're parodying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I read. And they're like, everything about them, even like the dumb conversations that have nothing to do with the plot, which there was like none of in this movie, so you can't draw upon that. And both of these guys are white. Yeah. Whereas in Pulp Fiction, it was Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. There was White a few, man and black man. There was a few instances of them randomly talking about other things. Yeah, but it's not important enough. Um, even though the two menacing characters just came to be, they know each other already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Desmond tells them both they have to find Wendy and bring her to him. They make a stupid joke, and Desmond asks if they are up for the task. They both pull out cartoonish-looking guns and blast a random object. That's good enough for Desmond, and he sends them on their way. Back at a spooky-looking house, we get a shot of a bedroom and a pile of blankets on a bed. The alarm clock goes off, and we see movement under the blankets. A wand pokes out and presses the snooze button. Just then, a little blonde girl throws off the blankets and says how she wishes morning happened later. Yeah, this, this another reoccurring thing is that... <clears throat> listen, Hiller, young Hilary Duff is adorable in this movie. Mm-hmm. However, her voice is so shrill yeah. 
and like grating mm-hmm. a few times i was like it almost doesn't sound human no it almost sounds like they're putting on a yeah, voice an effect. effect on an adult's voice yeah, that's like, how it kind of sounds like, like the chipmunks yeah exactly yeah, like malvin and the chipmunks so there were a couple times to where it gets like her words run together mm-hmm. to where it's like this part where she's like it would be much better if mornings were in the afternoon i'd be like what did she just say yeah so it's just so it throws you off because you have normal sounding voices and then hers comes in and you're like, mm-hmm. this doesn't sound like it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it also, her, her shrill voice kind of contributes to things that are unintentionally funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like when she's being like zapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I started like legitimately laughing. Wow, 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 my tummy. Um, but uh, that was a deleted scene. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a there's a scene where she's getting zapped, and it's it was genuinely funny to me, <laughs> even though it wasn't supposed to be funny, because she wears this like this red snuggie, like yeah. through a lot of the movie, <laughs> yeah. as well, and it looked silly. Um. So yeah, she throws the blankets off. She says, "Wish the morning." She then perks up and says, "He is on his way." She gets down to her dresser and starts digging through her drawers. She's about to exit her room, but realizes her pajamas are still on. She uses her wand to change her clothes into a red hooded Snuggie, and she races downstairs. She flies out the front door and waits for whoever he is. In the house, we see a witch named Fanny looking out the window, watching the little girl. This movie should just be called A Witch Named Fanny. Yeah. Uh, Entitled My Sister Fanny. (laughs) Uh, The witch comments that the girl, Wendy, is outside. The main aunt, Gert, Tells her not to worry about Wendy. They need to focus on the witch's brew they are cooking up. Kathy Moriarty. Uh, Yes. Another one of the witches, Gabby, is gleefully naming ingredients, throwing them in the cauldron, and making corny-ass jokes. Outside, the paper boy rides up, so he is the he, Mm -hmm. to the house on his bike, and Wendy is excited. She approaches him and says hello. The kid says it back, and in the house, the ant witches have created a giant booger. As Wendy is trying to be friendly, the ants open the door to the house and shoot the booger at the paper boy using a makeshift slingshot. Yeah. So we're we're getting the idea right now that Wendy spends a lot of time inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for her own protection or for ants just don't let her go outside, but yeah. she's very very enthusiastic to talk to people her mm-hmm. age, but her her attempts are constantly being thwarted. At least that's what we are to gather. It's very much an analog for Casper. Yeah. Like she's the human version of Casper. That's yeah. what they're supposed to be yeah. throwing out there. And also there are some like undertones in this movie, like when they get to like witches and ghosts don't like each other. Yeah. And the way that like her and Casper are talking, it's like it almost feels like a movie from like that's set in the fifties where it's like, but like we come from different sides of the like track. Like the color of friendship. Yeah, exactly. Like a movie like that. Yeah, exactly. Or uh. maybe not even it. Or just any time, like two people from different sides of the mm-hmm. track, and like, and they don't like their groups don't like each other. Right. Like the Capulets and the Montagues. Yeah. Or Romeo and Juliet. Sharks and the Jets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is that's that which is Romeo and Juliet basically. Yeah. Fill in any mm-hmm. any allegory you want yeah or fill in any reference you want yeah it's the same allegory yeah uh anyway uh the paper boy the booger hits the paper boy which causes <laughs> his papers to start smacking the shit out of him wendy is furious so she sends the magic papers flying towards her ants the papers pepper girt with stiff shots they turn into spears yes uh the papers pepper girt with stiff shots and the paper boy rides away as wendy apologizes Wendy stomps back inside and asks her aunts what their major malfunction is. They tell her to calm her toehead down. 
They're mischievous <laughs> pranksters. What else are they supposed to do? It's as a kind of a side note to the actresses who play the ants. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like most of the IMDb trivia spends time reminding you of the past acumen uh-huh. of some of these because these are esteemed actors. Yeah, and it says like <laughs> it's just like uh, Kathy Moriarty. And Shelley Duvall have both been nominated for Academy Awards, mm-hmm. it's, or is Terry Gar? Either it, it, it would take like two of the trying actors. to distract you. Yeah, it's like, or or be like, remember when they used to do good things? Mm-hmm. Like such like Terry, uh, like Kathy Moriarty and Shelley Duvall both worked with with uh, 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 Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, and Martin Scorsese. It's like mm-hmm. remember now how the mighty have fallen sort of thing yeah. i just thought it was funny that the imdb trivia is like remember when they used to be respected show actors? some mercy on them yeah exactly remember you liked their performances in these other movies oh yeah i read it more as like a rib on them yeah yeah you you can look at it either way oh yeah and also terry gar is supposed to play this airhead ant and every single yeah. one of her 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 efforts to be dumb yeah it's unfunny and it just falls flat mm-hmm. and it's and stupid, might I say. Yes, it's very it's very stupid. Yeah, and you could say, well, that's the point. She's supposed to be stupid. It's like, oh, there's a smart way to be stupid. Yeah, well, no, not in the way that she's intending to be yeah. stupid. Uh, Wendy says it's for that reason, for them being mischievous pranksters, that she doesn't have friends. And if they loved her, they would want her to have friends. Aunt Gabby says they're family. They're not supposed to love her. Yep, just true. Yes. Just then, a voice says they can take the girl off the witch's hands for them. We see it's the two guys in tuxedos who we'd mentioned our name, or, or who their their names are Jules and Vincent. Yes, and this as well. Hall of Famer Richard Mull. Richard Mull and Vincent Schiavelli, who yeah. is a famous character, fair, actor. famous character actor, dearly departed. He has he has some history with ghosts as well. He does. He was in the movie Ghost. He played a ghost. Yep. Uh, Taught the, Patrick Swayze how to be an effective ghost. Exactly. To get his revenge. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are only out for one thing: revenge. Revenge. Exactly. Who does Casper want revenge against? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I guess we'll have to find out in Casper's Christmas Haunted Adventure. Casper's Christmas Revenge. Yes. <laughs> the Garbage <aunts> Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the aunts ask who the F they are, meaning Jules and Vince. Yes. And they say they were sent by Desmond Spellman. Aunt Gert's I'm jaw. I'm the Poopa. <laughs> I'm the Poddy Poopa. <laughs> Aunt Gert's jaw hits the floor and she stammers, Desmond Spellman. It went on way too long. Exactly. It was one of those things where they cut. They went back to Jules and Vincent and they like comically checked their watches. Yeah. And it just kept going. And we got. What are you doing here? Very various close-up shots of her stammering, close-up shots of her her mouth and spit coming out of her mouth as she stammered. Yeah. It's very. It's jarring. very jarring. It, like you mentioned Dutch before, tilt. There, there's a lot of things <laughs> jarring in this movie, and that's one of them. Yes. Anyway, Wendy yells at the goons to leave her aunts alone, and Jules calls her a mouthy little brat. The goons pull out their guns and start firing at the ants. The ants scatter and frantically start grabbing their brooms. Wendy changes their guns into water guns, and mm-hmm. Jules points his at his face and gives himself a little spritz. I will say, you notice in this movie, Wendy is already a capable witch. Yeah. It's not like she's learning how to use her power. She's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, let's try this one on for size. And like yeah. her wand bends. like, Or like she like hits her wand and then she, tries Come on, it. come on. Like mm-hmm. She's already a pretty capable yeah. witch. Which, which, which works mm-hmm. because you know she's going to become powerful. They're just jumping right to she's already capable. There's no mm-hmm. building origin process. Yeah. 
Um, so Jules points this at his face and gives himself a little spritz, which is funny because why would you point a weapon you're not sure of at your face and take that chance? Yes. Like just, it's just funny to make, to see if it like it yeah. works. Just point it at your face. I wonder if it's loaded. Nope. Damn. <laughs> um, it's IT crowd. Yeah. Uh, Wendy is cornered by the two toughs and she starts trembling and her mousy voice starts quivering. That's one of the things I kind of <laughs> laughed at. Uh, yeah. Just, it was unintentionally funny to me. Yeah. Starts yelling no. All of this has did happen in the movie, and it's all just sort of just frantically coming at you as an audience member. Exactly. As Jules and Vincent get closer, Wendy does a round off and backflip away from them. She puts them in a cage and gives a flat one-liner. Her aunts tell her to get her ass in gear. The goons escape as the witches fly off. While in the air, the ants ask Wendy what kind of trouble they, she has got them in with Desmond Spellman. Very convincing green screen effects, by the way. Yeah. I, do, I will say I do like, I think I mentioned this, I do like the aesthetic of the straight-to-video mm-hmm. kind of... You were being sarcastic, right? Uh, when you said very convincing green screen yes, effects? Yes, oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they look terrible. Yeah. They're definitely not actually on brooms in the sky right I, well um, i think it's, you went from sarcasm to like no, to no. an honest no like, no but genuinely i do i do have a bit of an affinity for the aesthetic of of the halloween slash kids kind of spooky mm-hmm. movie that has like a spooky vibe the to soundtrack it. Ha- it, yeah it, yeah it it has this shell of like yeah. what it should be like the ooh, like the theremin yeah. or whatever but yeah, it's yeah. almost like a mi- like a major key yeah, like yeah. minor key theremin it's, thing it feels like a uh saturday fall festival mm-hmm. and it, you've got like the harmless kind of trinkets at different booths skeletons and, like and the witches yeah and pumpkins, exactly like smiling pumpkins yeah and i even mentioned on the show before like elementary school halloween party like decoration mm-hmm. sort of thing that's how yeah. that's what i sort of associate with it and i watched this on a saturday morning mm-hmm. while i was like eating breakfast yeah. and so i was like i kind i like i like that feel imagine if this were a little a little cooler outside yeah. and fox family became abc family which yeah. is now freeform i don't know if they do this anymore but Fox Family and ABC Family did 31 Days of I Halloween. I think they do. But they, well, they did 13 Nights of Halloween. Oh, yeah, So yeah. back in... Well, and then I think it became 31 Days of Halloween. But yeah. back when Casper Meets Wendy came out, Fox Family mm-hmm. was the incarnation... Or was the incarnation of that channel. Yeah. Um, so... It was 13 Nights of Halloween. I remember reading a magazine and mm-hmm. seeing the schedule for 13 Nights of Halloween and Casper Meets Wendy okay. was on there. Yeah. And like Adam's Family Vacation yeah. or Adam's Family Reunion was yeah. on there. So things that aren't necessarily Halloween but have spooky elements This definitely to them. feels like something that would have been in someone like our age's rotation oh, when yeah. they were kids mm-hmm. around Halloween yeah. this time of year. I like, of I, I like thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, but back to the movie. But that all that to say is the movie's still not good. Yeah. Good. Um, so Wendy says she's never heard of Desmond Spellman, and the ants still blame her for the predicament. At a cushy resort, the ghostly trio and Casper scare off a couple of yuppies and, their, and steal their cabin. They talk about how much they're looking forward to relaxing, and they hope no witches show up. <laughs> Casper- I hope I hope no bad people show up. Yeah. The Fight for Your Right Beastie yeah. Boys video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, classic. Yeah, the witches are like, ah! Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, they hope no uh, witches show up. And Casper asks, "What's wrong with witches?" His uncles tell him, <laughs> "What's wrong with witches?" What's wrong with the witches? <laughs> um, his uncles tell him witches are the worst fleshies because they have powers. They then tell Casper to get the rest of their stuff. Casper goes out and then pranks his uncles by saying witches, and they get spooked. <laughs> Casper cackles at his fast one. In the resort lobby, there's some goofy dingleberry in a Hawaiian shirt named Larry Tolby bothering people. Yeah. He makes several appearances. Screw this guy. Yeah. Uh, He's embarrassing. One of the worst parts. He's a stupid honky. Yeah. Uh, He's supposed to be the events coordinator at the resort. I think that's what he said. Something like that. He, it, 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 he gives off that vibe. He's the guy who runs the event coordinator, there. concierge, kind of knows where everything is. Thorn in the side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, jump to the witches arriving at the resort. The ants arrive to Larry bothering them and people gawking. Some geriatric wise ass comments on their witch's garb. Yeah. As they get ready to blow her to hell, Wendy stops <laughs> them and reminds them of their need for anonymity. Ixnay on the hours pay, enties. Exactly. I actually have the word Ixnay in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go to the front desk and ask for a prime pimp cabin with an extra bedroom for entertaining, mm. or as I understand what Gert is getting at, somewhere where she can let some Lothario stick his crooked wand in her frothing cauldron. <laughs> Oh, cabana boy. Yeah, I have a note about that. Too. Yeah, well, soon enough. <laughs> oh, cabana boy. Um, the guy at the front desk says they're all out of the bang layers and maybe have a little decorum because they have a child with them. Gert asks where all the cabins went, and the clerk tells her that the bag of bones who made that remark about the witch's get-ups booked the last one. Mm-hmm. The ants look back, and the old lady smugly flaunts the key. After randomly putting the key in her mouth, the old woman is promptly turned into a goat in plain sight of everyone. The goat walks up yeah. to the front desk and starts talking, saying it will no longer need the cabin. No attention is brought to the woman turning into a goat or the goat talking. Yeah. I'm just realizing this. Yeah. Everyone saw this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which, which poses a problem for the end conflict because of this little thing. Okay. Keep going. No, yeah. It's, It'll um, come back I'll, around. I'll, I'll, uh, yes, yeah. I'm curious how you're going to point. Yes. I think I'm curious to see what you point out. Mm-hmm. There's now a vacancy, and the ants and the ant witches pounce on it. Outside of the main building, we get a scene of the ants using magic to change into regular clothes. Their threads aren't any less ridiculous than their witch attire, and Wendy wears the only normal thing. They give her guff and walk to their cabin. At Desmond's pad, he was talking to Polly Shore and saying how he won't allow a little girl to take his throne. Out of character. Yes. <laughs> He's just reminding the audience that his motives haven't changed since we last saw him. We then see Jules and Vincent walk in yammering about breakfast hash. Desmond asks hmm. why they don't have Wendy, and they say she slipped away. Desmond uses magic to send the two flying ass over elbows. Desmond says he needs plan B. He reveals a tracking system he has had this whole time, and he instructs the two goons to yeah. keep watch over it. Wherever it tracks Wendy, they need to get there. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why he just didn't use his tracking system know. in the first place. Anyway, maybe he did. Maybe that's how he found her because they did find her, and then they got away. Yeah, but they should have made that known. It's true. Um, and he and he says it's Plan B as if. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He it wasn't. Yeah. Plan B is not Plan A. What? What was Plan A? Creating For you the to two, go get her. The creating the two of you to go get <laughs> it's her. It's true. Yeah. Um. Back at the resort, the witches arrive at their cabin. Some child with a large bull cut mm. sees Wendy and runs over to her. He says his name is Josh, and she's probably heard of yes, him. Yes. I we, I thought that that was dumb. So I was like, 
What? Yeah, so we later see this kid is a pompous is a pompous douche. So that line makes sense in hindsight. However, that didn't occur to me upon first viewing. So I just saw it as a strange thing for him to say. Yeah. He's like, my name's Josh. You've probably heard of me. Yeah. Well, like, his acting sucks anyway. No, he's but, a terrible actor. But like, yeah. When you first, you're like. That just seems like a really random thing to say mm-hmm. to somebody. You've yeah. probably heard of me. Yeah, it's in in later interactions we'll yeah. see that it makes it's sense still for his weird. character. It's still stupid. Yeah, Wendy sees this as an opportunity to make a friend. She asks him how long he's been there and if he likes it. He says a week, and it's boring until now. See, it's better now. Yeah, Aunt Gert ain't impressed with the boys flirting, and she causes the mailbox he's leaning on to disappear. Why Cause- don't you get the hell out of here? Exactly. Doing my <laughs> Kathy Moriarty impression. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very good micro impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it causes the boy to fall. His hair helmet protects him, and Gert tells Wendy to get inside. I keep wanting to say Dirt McGurt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's, alias or, of Old Dirty Bastard. Or like Gert Burt. Yeah. 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 Uh, old Dirty <laughs> Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Dearly, dearly departed. Yes. Um, his hair helmet protects him. Winnie laments about friends again, but her aunts tell her to can it. In the hallway, a cook is prepping a meal cart. He comments on how his spread stinks, and just then... His spread stinks! (laughs) There's reason for it. He's not just having an outburst. (laughs) As you can probably tell, there's a lot of outbursts, according to us. People are upset they're in this movie. There's a lot of outbursts in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got reeled back a little bit. Uh, Uncle Stinky pops up and scares the guy away. Casper says that wasn't nice, and Stinky tells him to shut his trap and start grabbing food. In the ant's cabin, they're complaining about how the sunshine and bright motif is messing with their allergies. Gert asks Wendy if she's going to cast any spells or just clack away on her laptop all day. Wendy says the ants can cast the spells and she can use her spell checker. She says, uh, get it? Spell checker? And then, she's she, like, <laughs> then she, she gives a hearty forced laugh at a yeah. joke that doesn't make sense outside of the wordplay. Yes. She says she's looking up Desmond Spellman on the World Wide Web. Yeah, on she, the World Wide Internet. She made it. No, she's like, I'm looking him up on the internet, like back court, sort of mm-hmm. in the infancy of the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm on the, I'm on. I'll check the web. I'll <laughs> check the web. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a being. Now it's commonplace. You don't have to say. I'm going on the internet. Yeah, it's, or people just say I'll Google it. It's yeah. because it's become a verb. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'll internet it. Yeah. <laughs> not catch ne- it in an internet. Not necessarily that. Yeah. Uh Gert says check check out my new website and she creates a giant <laughs> uh, spider flips wi- her off. <laughs> she, 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 she just It's she, called fuckyou.com. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> anyway, she doesn't do that. She creates a giant now spider get my bags. She creates a giant spider web over the fireplace. The ants cheer her on, and Wendy gives another one of her patented fake laughs. <laughs> the ants use their magic to spruce up their pad. However, it's causing blips on Desmond's radar. At Desmond's place, he's following the blips and urging Jules and Vincent to write down the coordinates. Gert realizes all their horseplay. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Gert realizes all their horseplay is giving away their position. The blips start disappearing, and Desmond's like, "Come back, come back! Oh, 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 crackers!" Oh. Tartar sauce. <laughs> Gert tells them their magic is causing more static. She suggests they ixnay the magic. Gabby says she can't do anything without magic, like play the glockenspiel. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. a silly thing for her to say? That's very silly, because it was preceded by th- normal things like tying your shoes or brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Gert says they can use it for little stuff, but not big stuff. She then asks Wendy for her wand. Wendy pouts and the ants say they're going to scout spots where Desmond can, where Desmond could find them or where Desmond can't find them. I don't know. Spots that Desmond could, whatever. They're going out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they say they're starting at the pool and Wendy gets excited. They tell her not even to think about it. She's staying in the cabin. Wendy says she feels like she's in the witch's protection program, just like Henry Hill. Yes. Uh, it's supposed to be a play on witness. Yes. The witches. Yes. It's not exactly the smoothest word play. But Henry Hill was in the witch's protection program. Yes, he program. was. So was Ray Liotta. Yep. <laughs> he uh, changed his name to Henry Hill. That's what but Goodfellas then when Goodfellas came out, it gave away, it blew his cover. Exactly, because the mob's not a thing anymore. Yes. Anyway, the witches tell her again to stay, and they leave. Wendy sulks over to the window, and she watches a man riding a horse and families frolicking. <laughs> what? <laughs> At the ghost cabin, Casper and Stinky show up with the food, and the uncles go inside to pig out. Casper complains they're always bossing him around, but the uncles laugh at his pain. He flies away and says it isn't fair. Back with Wendy, she also says her situation isn't fair. She looks out the window and sees Josh meeting up with a pal. She gets excited, and she follows him into an arcade. She tries getting his attention, and he acts like a jerk. Mm -hmm. When he sees it's Wendy, Josh tries to bum a quarter off her. She says she doesn't have one, so he takes over another person's game. He and his pal push two girls off of a game called Space Commander, but it is clearly, clearly. a Mortal Kombat yeah. cabinet. Yeah. Like, they get several visual, like, very oh, yeah. prominent shots of it of Johnny Cage on the side uh, of it. Yeah, the side artwork on the cabinet. And it even says yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah. on it. There's another Mortal Kombat machine in there, too. Is it Mortal in Kombat 3? I think so. It when, looked like Mortal when Kombat When Wendy 3. walks in. Yeah. yeah. Wendy continues to try to talk to Josh, but he and his bud blame her for distracting him and tell her to buzz off. She calls him a jerk and causes and causes his arcade cabinet to explode. <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy keeps low-key like using magic. Someone needs to tell my parents uh, that... Think my heart exploded. I'm the, I'm the one who put the turd in the pillowcase. <laughs> uh, they, they don't have to yell at the kid at the pool anymore. They don't, they don't have to yell at the dog anymore. They don't have to get a divorce because they're blaming each other for it. Anyway, Wendy stomps off to a barn and says she just wants someone to talk to. Casper, who's moping in the barn loft, says he can talk to her. I'm a barn ghost. <laughs> Kind of like Ca barn cats. Casper can pass himself off as any ghost he wants. Yeah. He just has to be in a location and say that's what type of ghost he is. <laughs> yeah. Wendy jumps back. I'm a strip club ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a casino ghost. <laughs> Wendy jumps back, kisses herself in fright, <laughs> and exclaims, Ghost! Don't come any closer, you! She says something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, she turns herself into a witch, and Casper is frightened she by her being a witch. She turns herself into she a witch? She puts her witch garb on. Oh, right. I was like, she is a witch. How just, does she turn herself Well, just yeah. for her to say, yes. don't come any closer. Puts her witch garb on. I'm a witch. She's like, check out these threads. Don't, don't try anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casper is frightened by her being a witch. The both of them say how each of their families call the other one of their kinds trash. They both relate to having garbage families. Wendy asks if Casper has powers. He does something, and then he asks her if she has powers, like David Copperfield. She's like, David Copperfield couldn't drink my piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and she had, her voice sounded like mine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even high-pitched. Uh, there's a lot of jarring things in this movie, so I just kind of let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she then makes a wooden Santa start dancing, and I was expecting the Santa to say "kill me" after the word, <laughs> after afterwards, 
Because it's like, ho, 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 ho. It's like a hip-hop beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was expecting him to go, kill me. <laughs> kill me. Uh, Wendy says they should have some fun. Let's go have some fun. Uh, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah, Lonnie go, Anderson. Go listen to that episode, everyone. Yeah. Sean McNamara. Yeah. We then get a montage of the two new friends running around, rollerblading, shooting lasers, shooting arrows, almost killing several people with said arrows, Casper doing cannonballs in the pool, soaking Wendy's ants, flying around on motorcycles and brooms, you know, just general stuff building their friendship. Oh, yeah, when he was jumping... Uh when he jumped off the diving board, mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Again, we've never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was joking. I was like, cannibal. And he said, cannibal. And I was like, see, I just. Maybe I'm a, I'm a wizard. Yeah, maybe as I could write one of these movies. Mm-hmm. I've watched enough of this shit. Exactly. At the end of the montage, Wendy says to Casper, at the risk of sounding lame, she's having the best day of her life. She has no friends, and Casper says, ditto. Wendy then says how she's sad she's supposed to hate him. Casper says, samesies. And this movie just became an allegory for the toxic things humankind Mm -hmm. has taught later generations of young people on how to treat people different than you. Exactly. Just like we said earlier. Also, did you know Jerry Mathers, a.k.a. Beaver, from Leave to Beaver, is a warlock? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Look it up. The real guy is a warlock. Exactly. Anyway, screw this movie for trying to have a morality play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't really screw it. Yeah. I'm acting like someone who's outraged by a morality play in a straight-to-video kids movie. Yeah, I don't want my kids to be learning in their mindless Casper movies. Yeah, exactly. While I'm out doing God knows what and I'm having the television raise them, I don't want it in, uh, indoctrinating them with things I don't agree with, even though I should probably be teaching them things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't, especially if you're a hateful person. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yes. let, maybe Actually, let TV, yes. let TV let raise Let Casper them. teach them things. Yes. They both say that if their kinds of people got to know each other, then they'd see they're not so different. Casper asks, pray tell, how they're supposed to make that happen. Wendy hashes a plan that involves a dance at the resort later that night. Back poolside, the Larry Talby guy is getting on everyone's nerves and trying to get limbo started. Aunt Gert causes the limbo bar to drop on Larry's neck and she tried, and she starts choking him out. Yeah, she could have killed him and they're laughing. She not could have, she should have. Yeah, and keep in mind again, they're using magic, so again, audience, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. She no, but I guess those just count as small things, trying to kill someone with magic, but nope. not to me. Still using magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean she said she said small stuff won't cause a lot of static, but big stuff will, but I figured some killing someone with an inanimate object is that's pretty it's, bad. That's pretty big. But still, take note of this because yeah. it may not be for what you think mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, Stephen. Okay. She lets him up as her sister's cackle at her mischief. Fanny, be tender with my love, uh, says she's going to call the cabana <laughs> boy over over for a refill and ask Gert, I spell check to hurt, <laughs> if she wants anything. Gert says, yeah, the cabana boy. <laughs> it did sound like that. I think we're nailing these Kathy Moriarty <laughs> impressions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want the cabana boy. Uh, Fanny calls him over, and he starts fumbling around trying to fulfill the aunt's constant demands. Mm-hmm. He is sexually harassed by Gert, and she asks him for a date. He says, December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, a, di- a disaster in American history, just like this movie. <laughs> exactly. When he said that, I was like... Pearl Harbor. Yeah, it's just it's just a random. It's supposed to be. I guess he just because she. I guess it's supposed to be funny because she's like, having a date and he just gives her a random date. Yeah. No, I I understood no, the no, no, joke. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not explaining the joke to it's you. It's just it's just weird that that's the day that they wrote in there. Yeah. 
So I was like, isn't that Pearl Harbor? We're far enough removed we can make fun of it. It's 57 years ago. Pearl Harbor's funny now. 57 years ago. Yeah. Um, back after Desmond. Longer than that. Well, no, oh, I'm at talking the time. about at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at Desmond's, Jules and Vincent play rock, paper, scissors, and Desmond calls them idiots, and he demand they go back to watching Radar from MASH. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, they were watching MASH? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wendy in disguise sneaks up on her aunts, and they wonder what the blue hell she's doing there. She's like, it's okay, I've been careful, as she's standing there in a, in a hat and trench coat when no one else is in a hat Don't and trench Don't worry, coat this isn't suspicious. Yeah, at the swimming pool when no one else is in <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she informs them about the dance that night and how there could be some hot men for them to ogle. The ants start naming dances and get hot at the thought of sweaty middle-aged men. Mm-hmm. They say they're in and tell Wendy to vamoose before Desmond finds her. As Wendy escapes, she runs into Josh. He tells her to watch it, but then sees it's Wendy. Oh, it's you! Yeah. He starts being a creep and tells her he'll forgive her for the arcade earlier. She gives him attitude, and he says she better watch it or he won't take her to the dance. Wendy claps back and says she wouldn't think of going to the dance with his shag head, and she's already got a date. Some cute, bald, pale boy who lurks in cemeteries. <laughs> who only has a few weeks to live, it sounds like. <laughs> Josh grabs her arm, but she shakes him off. Wendy yells he needs to get with the times, and he's behind on 90s dating rituals, and he needs to catch up. She then yeah. uses magic to cover him and catch up. Mm. Everyone laughs, and Josh lunges at Wendy. She sidesteps and trips him, causing him to fall onto a buxom gal in a bikini. Yes. The lady's boyfriend asks what the hell he thinks he's doing and throws Josh in the pool. Everyone laughs, and Josh says Wendy made him look like a geek. Wendy puts on her shades and walks away. Back with Desmond, he's on the phone with, I guess, other witch hunters, asking if they've found <laughs> Wendy. Did you find anything yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other wench. Wit- witch hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I didn't know this was a uh, uh, such a nationwide Yeah, it's like John search. Wick. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone in the country is looking for John Wick. Because mm-hmm. there's Wick. a bounty on his yeah. head. John Wick 3. Yeah, John Wick 3. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, just John Wick 3. Yeah. Um, as he's told that that's a negative, he marks off locations on a map. He calls Polly Shore back, asks if he's sure he doesn't know where Wendy is. Are you sure? Yeah. And Polly Shore. Shore. Mmm, yes. Mm. Are, are you Polly Shore about that? <laughs> are you sure about that? Yes. Are you Polly Shore about that? I don't even know what that implies. <laughs> no, but it's just, it, it yeah. can be a silly thing. Yeah. Um, so he calls Polly Shore. Polly Shore is called his character is the Oracle, but yeah. I prefer to say just Polly Shore this whole time. He did the voice of one of a ghost in, in a previous a spirited, spirited beginning. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls Polly Shore back, asks if he's sure he doesn't know where Wendy is. Then Polly Shore starts rapping. He says yeah. how he can't give specifics, but she has met a friendly ghost, and it doesn't fit the beat at all. <laughs> it yeah, it, ca- it causes the phrasing of it to elongate yeah it was bad yeah it was really bad at the ghost cabin they mess with a maid casper praises their efforts the uncles are surprised at casper's interest in scary humans they inquire at what area he wants to know about he says possession and the uncles say they're it's nine tenths of the law they say mm. and the uncles say they're the best at it casper says they may hold the record for possessions but someone is about to break it according to the uh grim grim's Grimm's Book of World Records. It was a, it was a yeah, some it was dead so, wordplay yeah. on Guinness Book of World Records. This is like in the Flintstones movie where everything was like rock puns. Mm-hmm. This is ever this is all like spiritual sort of ghosts and witches. Yeah. There's nothing spiritual about it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you watching? 
Uh-uh. No Stop way. watching this movie about ghosts and witches. Yeah. Not spiritual about it. Uh, Casper says they may hold the record for possession, but someone is about to break it. In order to defend their crown, they have to possess people at the dance. The uncles agree, and off they go. Outside of the resort's dining hall, three dunces pull up in a 50s-style convertible. One is dressed in a leather jacket and greasy hair, one like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever, and the other is in a shiny shirt. Yeah, why why are they dressed like that? For the laughs. Yeah. Uh, to be silly, to be goofy. Okay, that I'm not going to think about it too much. That's fine. Yeah. We're already um, almost an hour into this. Yeah. Uh, they start talking like greasers, and they start mentioning how much tail they're going to get that mm-hmm. night. And this is before they've been possessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so they're possessed by something else now. Yeah. Uh, so the horniness. Uh, I can't. I can't control my horny level. <laughs> <laughs> the driver gets out of the car and looks at himself in the side view mirror. In his reflection, he sees the visage of Uncle Stretch. So these ghosts and these humans are simpatico. Yeah, they're supposed to be these human conduits. Yes, they're supposed to have some sort of um, shared character traits with yeah. the ghosts that are about to possess yeah. them. Yeah, and it's one of the more annoying points of the movie. Yes, it's very annoying. Um, and visage of Uncle Stretch. Just then, the ghostly trio start possessing the fleshy trio, the fleshy human trio, yes. and the humans start wildly flailing and convulsing um, because it's silly and goofy, and that's how you, in a kid's movie, that's how you... That's how you get the lulls. That, that's how you get the lulls, and that's how you um, yeah. illustrate possession. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to see cartoons do it, and you're like, oh, it's cartoons. It's you can have it. them like invert their bodies yeah, and, and like cartoon- bend their bodies. But, but when you see humans try and act mm-hmm. it out, it just makes it cringy to me. Yeah. Just that's just it's me. supposed to be slapstick. Yeah, and, and it's not funny. Yeah. But once settled in, the trio in their human form get ready to cause trouble. Inside the dance hall, the only black person in the movie is the entertainment. Mm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. There's here to amuse all of these white people. Yeah, the, but the thing is, there's a quick glimpse of yeah, one other yeah, black yeah. person. However, true. the only prominent black person in this movie is the is the singer yes. in the band that's playing at the dance. Um, anyway, the music is swinging, and we get a shot of the ant witches making a dramatic turn to reveal their attire for the evening. Yes. Their dresses are huge, and they almost look inflatable, and they all have big 50s He's hair. Got big old Peggy Sue got married haircut. Exactly, yeah. Large, far side comic yeah. haircuts, as, as John Mulaney would say. Yeah, uh, they look ridiculous or drag queen haircuts. Yeah, that's that's what that's, dra- what, it, that's yeah. what drag queens do to kind of poke fun at fifties housewives. Yeah. yeah, is is to wear their their style their stylistically their mm-hmm. hair is really over exaggerated. While they're they're big. men dressed in yeah. drag, it's supposed to be juxtaposition. Also, if you are a B fifty twos fan, that's yes, how they did it in the B fifty twos. Um, Gert says how there's all sorts of hot men at the dance. People are dancing and enjoying themselves. We then get a shot of the ghost human conduits posed like idiots. Stretch says it's time to break some records. And stretch, quote unquote, stretch. Yeah. The three say that what their role in the plan is as they split up. We get more shots of people dancing and it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Stretch is walking behind women and pinching their butts. Stinky chats some broad up, takes a sip of her drink, and does a spit take. He smells his human put on cologne, and it is causing him to freak out. He then sneezes a bunch of green goop on an innocent, on an innocent old lady. Wendy has, answered, Wendy has entered the dance hall at this point, and she almost gets caught by her aunts. Casper pulls her under the table and tells her the plan is right on schedule. 
Fatso, going Fatso, mm-hmm. is at the food table with his arm around Ben Stein, trying to win Ben Stein's money. <laughs> it's like, so you see, I can answer all those questions. Yeah, it's like, I can't believe it when I see it. Well, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, just put me on your show. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, look up Ben Stein's money. Win Ben Stein's win money. Win Ben Stein's money, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s television show on Comedy Central. With Jimmy Campbell. Yeah, and uh, I grew up thinking that Ben Stein was a really rich guy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was the case. No, I think, yeah, I think it was just the title this of the show. This guy's just giving away his money. Mm-hmm. The ants are all surrounding actor Casper Van Dien and harassing him. I'm almost positive they wrote something for him because his name is Casper. Oh, yeah. And if, did you notice when he walked away? He, yeah, so got to go kill some bugs. Yeah, it's like, like ah, Starship Troopers Star reference. Starship yeah. Troopers. From Starship Troopers. Why am I having trouble saying that? Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. It's just like my favorite band. Did you say Troopers? <laughs> Star- God damn it! Just think Starship, we built this city. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Um, Wendy says it's time for phase two, and Casper starts running into people. Outside, Stinky is rummaging around in a dumpster. Back inside, just more white people dancing like morons. Yep. Wendy uses magic to change the piano player's music sheet to a slow song. Everyone is confused, including the singer. He goes to check on his band members' music sheets just to make sure the old-timer isn't having an episode of dementia mm-hmm. and sees he's playing the right thing, so the singer goes with it. Some Tchaikovsky for you, mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, man. Made a Romeo and Juliet reference earlier. Yeah, hey, nice, for, nice connection. Yes, thank uh, you. Casper shines a spotlight on the ants, and the uncles see them and get hot under the collar. They approach them, and Gert snubs Ben Stein's gentlemanly advances. <laughs> the uncles pick an ant and whisk them away to the dance floor. Each ant has an exchange with their uncle, and it's dumb. Excuse me. Casper rejoins Wendy, and she says the plan is working. Casper says he wants to show Wendy something outside. While she's being pulled away, Josh sees her going outside and says he's got to see who she dumped him for. I gotta see this. Yeah. Wendy asks what the problem is, and Casper says nothing. He just wanted to ask her to dance. Wendy gladly accepts, and they fly over to a gazebo. They have a nice slow dance to a Sarah McLaughlin sound alike. It's actually not a bad song. I was going to say Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant. The 10,000 Maniacs. Natalie Merchant was actually the first thing I thought of when I first watched this, and then I noticed it sounds a little like Sarah McLaughlin, too. Anyway, Lilith Fair. Uh, (laughs) Josh walks outside and yells that Wendy would rather dance alone than with him. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Yep, exactly. Casper asks who the bull cut boy is, and Wendy says no one. Inside, the uncles are whining and dining the ants. Then all of a sudden, they start herking and jerking around as the ghost uncles try to escape. They find their way back onto the dance floor and wowing people with their flailing around. Because everyone thinks it's some new dance. <laughs> Casper and Wendy realize the jig is up. Not like a jig like dance, but... Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. Uh, and the- also... You've been had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uncles find their way outside, and the ants follow. <laughs> the ghosts escape and scare off their humans. The ants acknowledge that they see ghosts, and for and they turn themselves into their witch forms. The ghosts exclaim, "Witches!" The ants chastise Wendy for hanging with a ghost, and the uncles browbeat Casper for associating with a witch. Then they throw the ghost slash witch equivalent to racial slurs at one another. Mm-hmm. Wendy pleads with them to stop, and she and Casper are friends. Gert then scares the ghosts off by threatening to destroy them. She turns to Wendy and asks what her what her major malfunction is. Wendy repeats that she and Casper are friends, and this is her fault, and she'll fix it. Gert says, no dice, go to your room. In the uncle's cabin, the ghostly trio are disgusted with themselves for rubbing up on witches. 
Stretch <laughs> says their vacation is over and they need to scare off the witches. At Desmond's, Jules and Vincent are asleep. Anyway, Wendy escapes out her window and gets Casper. They go back to the dance hall and see the damage they're responsible for. Did I do that? <laughs> Urkel is there just asking yeah. randomly. It's like, no, get out of here. Urkel, but it's I-R-K, like irked. Ah. <laughs> Urkel. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Wendy says her aunts can't use their magic and says how Desmond Spellman is after her and he wants to throw her into the vortex. <laughs> Wendy asks, Dad, can you help me? Desmond Spellman, I'm just going to throw me into the vortex. Casper's <laughs> like, yeah, calm down, calm down. <laughs> she, yeah, she has an outburst. Yeah, she, calm down, calm down. She has a random outburst. Yeah. Wendy asks Casper to talk to her uncles and not mention anything about the witches sans magic. Casper promises he won't say anything. Back with his uncles, Casper tries to lay down the law, but ends up accidentally let it slip that the witches are powerless. That lasted long. Yep. Um, the ghosts vow to get revenge and run the witches off. The ghosts invade the witches' cabin and tell them they know the ladies are up the creek. Wendy is shocked that Casper would break his promise. The so I think that's where my that's what I've been alluding to mm -hmm. is the fact that they attacked them and they were defenseless because they couldn't use their powers but we've been seeing them using their powers the whole time i think but it's, it's just now occurring to me that because it's small thing uh, defending yourself is a big thing that would trigger mm -hmm. Stillwell or whatever who is the bad guy casper <laughs> casper oh. Stillwell. desmond spellman desmond stellman uh <laughs> the, that i've that's Defending yourself is probably a big thing that would trigger him, and they've just been using it for small things. I think it so. doesn't help that Wendy phrased it as they can't use magic. Yeah, because they've been using yeah, magic. Yeah, they, they technically can, but small yeah. things. All the small things. Yeah, I think, and I really think that at the beginning, Kathy Moriarty's like, we can, use, we can still use them for pranks and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but Wendy is shocked that Casper would break his promise. The ghosts start going buck wild and chasing the witches around. Wendy has had enough, and she uses her magic to turn the ghosts into plaster. Uh-oh. At Desmond's, they get a giant blip, and Desmond celebrates. It's like it's like when Christopher Lloyd used Shep's uh, mm -hmm. gun mm -hmm. in Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. And yeah. the, bad, the, the, bad guy, the bad guy was like, oh, there he is. Mm -hmm. Found him. Or the, or yeah, the, the bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. Yeah. Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Undertaker and Triscuit Mesmer from Angels in the Outfield. Yep. He tries talking mad shit to Pauly Shore about how he's got Wendy now. Just then, Pauly Shore says he better think again, and it seems he is on Wendy's side now. Desmond yeah. ain't hearing it and switches off the weasel. <laughs> Back at the witch's cabin, Wendy tells the uncles to get lost or else. As they leave, it catches the attention of Josh and his bud. The ants embrace Wendy and praise her for a job well done. Josh and his pal reach into the house and take the wand. As the ants dance around chanting, Wendy tells them she had to use her magic. Gert drops Wendy on her ass and thanks her for nothing. The ants all start packing. We get a shot of Desmond and his goons flying to where Wendy is, and Desmond tells the goons to stop talking about tomatoes. At the resort, Casper flies out of a sewer and rings himself out. In the witch's cabin, Casper tries to warn Wendy about his uncles. I, for When you said rings himself out... I forgot. I briefly forgot about the sewer part, and I thought he was at the grocery store. Mm. I'll just ring myself out. Oh, yes. yeah. You guys aren't fast enough. Yeah. Um, back in the witch's cabin, Castor tries to warn Wendy about his uncles. She says, too late, and another thing, you're just a dirty promise breaker. <laughs> now beat it, because we gotta go. Casper tries to apologize, but Wendy gives him the cold shoulder. Casper flies out, feeling defeated. 
He sees Josh farting around Wendy's wand, and he takes it as Wendy likes Josh better because she let him play with her wand. <laughs> in the ghost cabin, the uncles lick their wounds and again vow to get the ants. Casper comes in and rips into them. He goes on about how the witches need help and how could the uncles be so selfish. Casper says how he won't let them forget that they showed care for the witches. Stretch says they were just pretending, which makes sense because lust isn't love, Casper. Mm-hmm. They're rubbing up on the witches. They weren't showing care for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. It's called a one-night stand. Yeah, they're trying to get their uh, proverbial rocks off. Exactly. It's been a while since I've had a human dingling. Yeah. I want to I see if I remember how to use it. That would have been a funny movie. Yeah. Um, Desmond arrives and instructs... I just want to eat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to keep it at eat, but yep. That works with the motif we were just building. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little more direct. <laughs> Desmond arrives and instructs Jules and Vincent to look for the witches. Gert tells Winnie to get her butt in gear. Desmond is on his way. She opens the door and sees the goons looking in cabins. She realizes they're too late. Outside, the goons talk about TV, and the witches disguised as cleaning ladies pushing out a cart of dirty laundry run into them. The guys ask if they've seen any witches, which would be a strange question to ask someone you assume to be a regular person. <laughs> no, 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 no. But imagine that's just a regular maid. It's like, you guys seen any witches? You seen any witches around here? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a crazy day. Uh, the witches say that that's a negative, and Wendy pops up almost blowing their cover. We then get a menacing shot of Desmond, who then looks down. The talking goat from earlier rats the witches out, and Desmond thanks it for its service. The witches doesn't bother to turn it back, though. No, because he's like, who cares? Uh, the witches find an open cabin to hide, but then Desmond finds them. As they try to scatter, they're stopped by Jules and Vincent. They are told to sit down, and Desmond says he's finally meeting Wendy. He says how she's the one who is supposed to be greater than him, and the ants are gobsmacked. But Desmond says Polly Shore said so, and he's never wrong. Mm -mm. Then Polly Shore shows up. <laughs> the only way... Ow! <laughs> he's coming in. He's not the Oracle anymore. He's Actually, he's Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah. The only way to keep Wendy from taking over from Desmond is to kill her and her aunts so no one can get revenge on him. Casper shows up to save the day, and Desmond says he's heard about him. Casper puffs out his chest, and Desmond is surprised the ghost would defend a witch. Desmond shoots Casper backwards. Wendy shouts for him and says if she had her wand, she'd murder him. Him being Desmond. Yes. <laughs> Desmond says, too bad, and further shoots Casper some more. Casper finds himself outside and realizes he, need to get, he needs to get Wendy her wand. Back with Josh and pal, Josh and his pal, they're hitting the wand with a hammer. Casper sees this, and going against this policy, he scares the two twerps. He says it felt pretty good, then flies off. Mm -hmm. Desmond is reciting some incantations, and he opens up the mystic abyss. Objects in the room start flying in, including a cow. Yes. Casper arrives with Another the wand. Another cow. Another cow. I think, I that, think that was the, the same, same one. Casper arrives with the wand, and Jules and Vincent try to grab him. He throws Wendy her wand, but it's intercepted. Wendy calls on her broom, and it smacks the guys around. Wendy gets her wand and shoots Desmond. He says, not bad, but then he blasts Wendy. Wendy starts shimmying and shaking, moaning and groaning, and Desmond lifts her up and throws her in the abyss. That's are one of the parts that was unintentionally funny to me. Are you okay? Because she's like, ah! <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was unintentionally funny. And she, like, her, like, 
acting like she's being shocked is like yep. really stilted and wooden. <laughs> it's really, it, yeah, I, baby. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> her aunt starts shouting for her and are being held back by the goons. Desmond says his work is done. Casper takes a hold of a velvet rope and goes into the, and goes in to save Wendy. The ants break free and cast a spell on Jules and Vincent, causing them to do I'm a little teapot and high-pitched sped-up voices. Or Haley or Hillary Duff impressions. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the vortex, Wendy apologizes to Casper for doubting him, and he says not to worry about that right now. Uh, the ants shoot Desmond, but this pisses him off. He gets ready to rain hellfire on the ants as they cower in fear. Just then, a three-eyed creature comes up from the floorboards and gets between the ants and Desmond. It's scaring Desmond as he walks backwards and falls into the abyss. We see it was the ghost uncles. Boop. The ants and uncles work together to save the kids. The uncles keep the abyss open and the ants pull in the kids. The trios check on their children and everyone is fine. Casper praises his uncles for being <laughs> selfless. Vincent and Jules wake up and walk away talking about breakfast. Gert struggles to thank the ghosts, but she eventually gets it out. Stretch says they, in turn, didn't mind getting to know them. Polly Shore interrupts and proclaims Wendy is the greatest because she befriended a ghost. She's top cheese now, so show some respect. As the witches are about to leave, Not they... just cheese. Cheddar! Cheddar! <laughs> yeah. Goofy movie. Yeah, baby. As the witches are about to leave, they want to pull off one more prank. Wendy says not on her watch, and they're like, okay. Casper catches her before they leave, and he talks about how much he's going to miss her. Wendy is very dismissive about it and says she'll say he'll save some other girl next week. Yeah. And Casper doesn't deny it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. As a parting gesture, Wendy uses a spell to cause the uncles to carry all of their own stuff and do Casper's chores. The witches fly off. Jules and Vincent are employees at the resort. The ghostly trio don't mind doing Casper's chores. And Casper breaks the fourth wall and sees us out. Hmm. That's Casper meets, meets Wendy. Wendy. It is a movie I probably won't watch again. Nope. But it's okay. If I'm at someone's house and we're trying to have just like a low-key fun like movie night. Mm -hmm. Halloween get together. they're into Halloween. It's a Halloween kind of get together. It's like let's find something really lighthearted and fun mm -hmm. that we can put on in the background. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I'd watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, I'd probably never watch yeah. this again. But it's a lot of late 90s Yeah, so you can find it on YouTube. We're, if it's on we're YouTube. really bad at telling you where you can find these movies. If you're if you're interested. Yes, you, it's on YouTube. Uh, you could probably buy it other places too. I mean, you could. Yeah. But watch it for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's all right. It's inoffensive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got, although it takes place in like a summertime yeah. atmosphere, it's got, it's still like we mentioned earlier, kind of that, child spooky because yeah. of the nature of mm -hmm. the story and the characters you could put it in your rotation of like yeah. spooky like kids halloween movies and mm -hmm. it has that feel of something that you know I, I put myself in shoes of someone who grew up watching this mm -hmm. pick out like what did they like about it mm -hmm. if i said well this was done be like oh that was my favorite part i want to know like yeah, you know, when did you watch it? On a Saturday when mm -hmm. your parents were out and you're just in your room hanging mm -hmm. out? Like, I don't know. That stuff's interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. So I, the, the aesthetic I, I like uh, as far as, like, innocent mm -hmm. Halloween-y stuff yeah. goes. Mm -hmm. um, Hillary Duff, like I said, she's adorable in yeah, she's, movies. Yeah, she's, she's okay. She's um, all right. She's a pretty – and she's, you could tell she's a pretty good actress. She, she had – 
she had a good screen presence. You could tell mm-hmm. why she got the role. She had a good energy. Mm-hmm. It's just the problem was her voice was inhuman. Yeah. As far as, as high as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are really only my only positives. Yeah. You know, and Richard Mole. I like Richard Mole. Yeah. So. But, you know, whatever. George Hamilton was yeah. playing a hammy villain. It's not so. the worst movie we've ever watched on no, this show. It, it falls right in the middle of, yeah. okay, but won't, probably won't watch again. Yeah. But it was all right. That yeah. was Casper Meets Wendy. Yep. But something really cool as we kind of uh, end here. Yes, I mentioned so, a big announcement. Yeah, so when you're weekend. when you're listening to this, we will more than likely be recording a very, very cool episode the day that this episode drops that you're yeah. listening to it or at least the 24th so next week's episode is going to be a movie called boys club and it's basically like the typical 90s kids sports underdog story mm-hmm. and it's done with basketball and they take all of the tropes mm-hmm. of those movies and the things that make them lovable and the execution is just way off it's, it's also terrible it's probably the most disjointed yeah movie i've ever yeah. watched in movies, my life movies are typically filmed out of order but it's really apparent it's like in this five one. years filmed out of order yeah <laughs> in exactly. a lot of spots and but there's not a lot out about the movie mm-hmm. not a lot of information we there's not a lot of trivia mm-hmm. so if we did an episode about it we wouldn't have a lot of background info yeah we we would just you know it'd just be kind of our thoughts on it yeah We're, we've always been curious how did this movie get made yeah and we could just have that conversation me and you mm-hmm but in this movie, you may know such character, such actors as Patrick Renna, mm-hmm. who was in The Big Green and He's played Ham Porter in The Sandlot, mm-hmm. or Chauncey Lapardi, mm-hmm. who played Squints in The Sandlot, is the main character Mario in this movie. So we could just me and you talk about mm-hmm. it, but we figured, why not have an interesting guest and maybe he can answer some of our behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. questions. So... For that episode, next week, we will be having a Zoom call with Chauncey Lapardi mm-hmm. from Boys Club, yeah, which is incredibly exciting. Yeah, we're really excited for it. Because he was in this movie, in Boys Club, mm-hmm. which is fine, but the dude was in the Sandlot. He was in the big He's green. the most memorable character, one of the most memorable characters from the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Forever. Mm-hmm. You know, Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. This, he's so his character's so recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the big. He was in the first Casper movie at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. So pretty. He was in some pretty heavy hitter movies. He, he's, and, he's worked with a lot of really yeah. well known people. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about that for a little bit. But next week we are incredibly excited to have him on the show to talk about Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he remembers the movie. It'll, I have a feeling it'll more than likely turn into us just talking with him about his career yeah. and other movies. But, but Boys Club we'll is see the what one happens. we're Boys Club is yeah. the one we're super curious about. I'm incredibly nervous mm-hmm. because I want it to go really well, mm-hmm. and I want to create something that he can share on his Instagram and say, "Hey, this was cool. I did this thing," and that other people from our childhood will listen to it and think that we did a good job. Think that we are yeah. two hot boys that yeah. they want to talk to. That they can to. give jobs. Oh. In Hollywood. Hollywood. So. Hollywood weird, baby. But all of those jokes aside, we are excited about next week's episode. Yeah. And that is a huge opportunity for us mm-hmm. to not only talk to someone who was in one of the movies, mm-hmm. a main character in one of the movies that we're doing, 
but is we're in a lot of memorable movies from our childhood and other people's childhoods. Mm-hmm. So that is a big announcement. Um, I will also be advertising it on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are very, very excited. Yes. Um, hopefully it still is a go by the time you listen to this. Yes. Hopefully we'll, we will be recording. My last course spot right now today is um, September 19th. My last correspondence with Chauncey was a couple of days ago, and he confirmed. Oh, okay. So, and he's continuing to confirm. So, cool. It's still a go. Yeah. So, unless something happens between now and then, that is what. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Um, but we are excited for that. Thank yep. you for listening yes. once again. Thank you for listening every week. Every week. And until the next time, the house lights are up, the film's off the reel. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you next time.